I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. In my teenage dream tonight. That's the Katy Perry we're doing? I like that song. I'm not sure that's kind of the vibe we're looking to start the show with. I think it is, actually. All right, be quiet. Now we'll go. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Car Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And on today's episode, we have a ton to get into. We are going to talk some record sales with baseball cards, not something we've typically done here in the past. We've got a from what Jason says, a loaded play of the week or a crazy play of the week. Got a ton of Facebook questions once again, uh, but we are going to start with the usual. What is on your mind? Ty started us off with a little Katy Perry beforehand. So I know Ty's fired up. So Ty, we'll let you go first. What is on your mind? Chris Kreider is major on my mind. Although we missed to open that goal the other night. And then I thought we were going to lose the game because of it, but he buried it. Down two one, game tonight at uh, game tonight at home. Game four, not a series until someone loses at home. Had a pretty ridiculous four day span and stretch. Vcon was mind blowingly next level absurd. Um, then I went on to a wedding that was mind blowingly ethically absurd. Uh, and then eBay decided to drop NFTs, and um, basketball's been pretty boring. Yeah, Jay just said it in our chat. I think the number one thing on my mind is that we did a break for Card Talk Player of the Week winners. Um, I want to say that was three weeks ago now, right? Is that yeah, right? in Miami. Yeah, in Miami, we did a break. Um, one of our lucky listeners, Cardboard Chasers, shout out, got a very, 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 very lucky black cat. Um out of two, Epic, two of two, um, they then made a very, very smart play and listed it on eBay to have it end the night of VCon. So it was, I think it ended around 7 o'clock on VCon night, which was a smart, smart play. Wasn't anticipating that, honestly. That's really a good move. It's a dialed-in dog play. That's a good point. I just love it how Lou's like, we had a lucky listener win a very lucky black cat who got very lucky and ended, I mean, just... There's a lot of luck involved. Wow, lucky guy. Uh, anyway, so it ended at fifty nine eighty eight. So shout out to them. I think that's a f- free six grand that pays for the trip to the national. That's correct. It's a free six thousand dollars in ETH terms, according to the current market trajectory. That's about fourteen ETH in the next week and a half. Um, so that's a great job. <laughs> I'm in pain. Um, it hit me hard in the heart. Yeah, that one hurt for sure. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pumped. I'm really excited. I'm I'm excited to do more for Player of the Week listeners. I think we have some stuff in the works. I'm looking at. Um, some things that we're planning to give away to them soon as well, right in front of me. Um, I'm just pumped. This is not what's on my mind, but if you've, if you listen to the show and you have not considered making a play of the week, I think this is the perfect example on why you should make play of, why you should try to consider making a play of the week, right? Somebody won 6,000 free dollars for doing something you're already doing. You just sent Jay a DM on IG, Card Talk Pod got a you know free we gave out free tickets to the national we're gonna have a little get together at the national um there's plenty more stuff i'm sure that we'll uh we'll work on in the future but 
not a uh, not a bad free six thousand dollars. That's a play in itself. Yeah, is winning play of the week, getting a free uh, V friends, very lucky black cat two of two, selling it for six thousand dollars. But either way, uh, incredible play. Agreed. What's on my mind? Uh, a couple things. Uh, the first one being that we have nine weeks until the national. We're nine weeks away. Um, I posted a video on IG the other day about, uh, you know, nine weeks, 63 days, right? 30 minutes a day. That's a little over 1,800 minutes that you could be spending. That's 30 minutes a day every day for the next nine weeks would put you in a much better position for the national by putting in just a little bit of time every day. Get up 30 minutes earlier, go to bed 15 minutes later, get up, bed, get up earlier 15 minutes, right? But the ability to you know, scan cards on Monday, list cards on Tuesday, ship the cards on Wednesday and repeat that for the next nine weeks, right? If you do 50 bucks a day, every single day from now until the national, you'll walk into the national with more spending money, maybe a nicer hotel, maybe a VIP pass instead of early, instead of the regular admission, which gets you in 30 minutes earlier every day. So you're 30 minutes ahead every day. Um, you know, I just think there's a ton of opportunity by putting in 30 minutes every day to get that far, that much farther ahead when the national comes. Um, again, it's going to happen. And if you're going, this is the time to prepare, not 14 days before it when you're like, hey, I should, I don't have any money. I got to go sell because when you got to sell 14 days before the national, you might not quite have the leverage you're looking for. But if you can take advantage of that now with that 30 minutes, I think you're, uh, you'll, you'll be set up very, very nicely nine weeks from now when we're, uh, when we're in Atlantic City. So Agreed. Uh, if you – so we got nine weeks. Uh, or do individuals have the ability to turn around PSA-graded cards between now and national? Very, very close. It will be right around that. My understanding is, is it's currently taking, uh, I think their PSA's current estimate on economy is about 90 days. So it's not saying they couldn't get it done sooner. I just think it's going to be, It's. I mean, if you're trying to go the cheapest way possible, you could get express orders back, super express. You could get faster orders back much quicker than that, like the next month for sure. Um, but if you're trying to flip graded stuff with the PSA's slowest option available at the moment, the economy, I... I'm not overly optimistic. How about SGC? Yes. Takes about six weeks at the moment. So you're getting close. But again, you want to walk into the national with some graded cards, some of your best cards. You're trying to get graded. Now is the time to do it again. Preparing now. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. Nine weeks from now at the national, you'll be in a much better spot. Love that. The other thing on my mind, uh, it is Monaco week. Goddamn right. It's Monaco week. Definitely looking at Car Talk 2023 in Monaco. Yeah, we need For it. sure. You know, my guy Charles, home race, rocking with Ferrari today. Um, disappointing end to the Spanish Grand Prix where my guy's up, you know, 20 plus seconds on fresh tires and just decides, hey, we're not going to, you know, finish the race here. Just a little power failure. Um, I had heard that Signs did not get the updated car, the updated engine, that it was Charles that got it and, and then it failed. So that was super disappointing. I saw that as well. I will say, don't sleep on Mercedes. I heard Lewis made 10 seconds up on Max throughout the race. I mean, went from 18th or 19th to what, 5th, 6th? It's just, my man's my man's coming. And George, man. Be careful. 
Be George careful. Merck, be yeah, careful. I mean, George, man, podium, got third. Like He's been fifth George, or better in every single race. Mm-hmm. Every single race. Just, he's good. Max has the best car at the moment. I think Max is the best driver. I mean, he's just, he's good. Um, but be but, careful. But be careful. Don't sleep on Mercedes. The championship just, race is more open than people think. And it's the same point I would get as we get we transition into the NBA. Championship experience matters. It sure does. It's why the Warriors are wiping the floor with Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. Like when you've been there and you know what that's like, man, that team is just prepared. They're hitting on all cylinders. Love Luka. Luka's going to be a star. Um, but the Warriors, man, they're they're the Warriors are. They're clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I don't think it's fair for you to say Luca and the Mavs. I feel like Luca's doing everything he possibly can to stay alive. And there's just no one. Like, what happened to Jalen Brunson? He's never played with an all-star. I don't know. Jalen Brunson cooked CP. It's like it's like space. And then he disappeared. I don't understand what happened. Yeah, I tweeted the other day that, you know, like Luca, man, just carried this team. Like, they're in the Western Conference Finals with nobody on no the team. One. And someone's like, someone said, don't discredit Dorian Finney-Smith and Jalen Brunson. And I giggled. Jalen Brunson might actually be good. Like, I don't know, but he disappeared this series. But is he starting on any any playoff? Remaining? No. I mean, any of the ones in the last round either? I don't think so. Maybe, but like not, 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 not automatically. Borderline. Am I crazy to want to buy a Mark Messier, Brian Leach, uh, yeah. Premier Pairings, Patrick Auto card? That's a cool Rangers fan card. Clark, what you like? All right, Ty, we wanna, we're going to go ahead and give you your moment here. Mm-hmm. Mbappe staying with PSG, and reports had come out that he was also talking to Liverpool, which I believe you had mentioned on the show previously, as something that was sneaky. Oh, it was super real. The money's very legit, meaning money's a lot of money. Uh, I think he did a two-in-one deal, or it's, at, or it's three years, but... I think he got like a quarter billy post tax locked up from PSG. Yeah, I think it was like sixty eight sixty eight million a year post tax. Yeah, plus a hefty, hefty signing bonus. Um, I think all things considered, over three years, he's doing two fifty. It doesn't um, get ownership percentage too, or something. No, that came over from the Messi situation at Inter Miami. I think it weaving those two situations. That might be what's together. happening. Um, but he's staying in. He's staying in France. Staying in Paris, got the World Cup coming up. If he had left and gone to Spain ahead of the World Cup, there would have been a little bit of animosity. He's so young, he doesn't have to deal with that. He's got three shots now, win it with Paris. All-time cemented as legend of legends. Um, I think he, I, I still think that all signs point to the Premier League. I think the La Liga has a lot of troubles going on. And that's, and Real, um, as well as such a huge club, but like the league isn't what the Premier League is. And I think that's a, a large reason why they're looking to break off and do more Super League stuff. Because at the end of the day, they're just not playing enough games in the league that, that are driving uh, business relevancy and value, is what I would say. Um, early Holland going to the Prem was big, but every weekend in the Prem. And now, I mean, I think the Prem rivals the NFL. Um, over the next, you know, five, ten years, and the second the World Cup in Qatar ends, it's game on for American capitalism in the sport. Um, and I think you're going to see Holland parading around the U.S. as a uh, 
as a front man for Manchester City. I think you'll see him play probably in Yankee Stadium at some point or at least walk out on the pitch because the NYCFC connection. Um, World Cup final is probably going to be either in L.A. or in New York. They'll start doing a lot of that promoting. The reason I, next season will be the first season in the Premier League that over half of the clubs are backed by American uh, ownership groups. Is that true? Correct. That's very um, interesting. Yeah, when, and so I just, it's just how I see it. Um, and I think that the side, for, for that big of money, you need a lot of parties involved. And that's why Liverpool was always fascinating to me because you've got, you've got Nike. I think team of, that's LeBron. LeBron. LeBron's yeah, LeBron's in Liverpool, right? in Liverpool. It's the owners of the Red Sox. They just bought another team. I'm trying to remember. That bought, bought Fenway Sports Group. Um, is Liverpool, and there's just a lot of money there and can be subsidized by a lot of different sponsors, this, that, what have you. I think LeBron, Liverpool will eventually wear Team LeBron jerseys. I've talked about that whole thing. They bought the Penguins. That's what it they was. The, they just bought the Penguins. Nice. Um, legendary team, by the way. Hate them, cause, but we beat them, so I can give them some love. Yeah. Mbappe is everything. They're going to be the favorite to win the World Cup, in my opinion. I'm happy he stayed in Paris, personally. I want to... Ty, you talked about the Rangers earlier. Have you watched any of the other playoff games? Yes, I've been watching a ton. I've been watching the Oilers uh, Flame Series, which is sick. Actually, I was... Yeah, first game was like 9-6. to six. Yeah, and the game on Friday night, I was definitely a little... <whistles> at the wedding, and I came back, and I was on the West Coast... But it was still on, and it was tied, and I watched them bury two breakaway Gs, the Oilers. The Oilers are super fun, and I'll be real. I used to play with the Oilers crazy a lot before they got McDavid in NHL when they had Nugent Hopkins. They still have him, but he's not like the boy boy. Um, the Oilers were a fun squad to dangle with back in show. So that's been fun, but the Avalanche are going to win the whole thing. Yeah, the Avalanche are freaking good. McDavid's unbelievable, though. Yeah, McDavid is really he good. He has he made a play the other night. He had those two back to backs. He had the one goal taken away. Yeah. And then boom, 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 just dangled the goalie. It's just like he's unbelievable. Yeah, I posted that. I mean, just takes a little body, passes it up, gets it back, just He oh. has no fear too when he's going like when he's Dirty, when he's going man. in. He's so fast. He's so fast, yeah. It's been good as a like I'm only watching the Rangers game. Like I only care about the Rangers series really. And then right after the Rangers series in this round. Yeah, it's, been, right, you know, no, it's perfect. Been, yeah, it's been Calgary. It's been awesome. Goes very yeah, there's there's some definitely some good young talent in the league, though, outside of McDavid. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Matthews was the year after. I think uh, Kirill in Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? Kaprizov is a stud. Kale McCarr is a stud. Yeah, the dude yeah, Sebastian Ajo, Ajo. that we're playing against. Yeah, is Hurricane nasty. Kid. Good talent. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, some, there's some good young talent. Yeah. Panarin's um, nice. Like, Panarin's got some real dangles, but. I don't have anything good to say about him. Hmm. I'm a fan. He's not like he's kind of there, but you watch him play for the Rangers, you're like he's nice, and then you watch McDavid, and you're like, ooh, yeah. Aaron's like kind of yeah. like a role player. Yeah, <laughs> McDavid's out of this world. <laughs> um, NBA playoffs, though. Before we move on, uh, you've got an incredible series with Boston and Miami, right? Just back to back. The thing is, there though, it's been kind of blowout. There was like the one good game, right? The rest have been kind of yeah. Like, and the one last night was twenty twenty. They were points. up like twenty six to four. Yeah, I saw it was like seventeen to one or eighteen to one. Can we go back for one second? Hockey yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yes. Cards. Mm. 
Ryan, have mm. you been paying attention to like high end hockey recently? What's high end hockey? Like patch autos, like high, like re- like you know, like the good patch autos, like six figure cards. Not necessarily six. Fi- I honestly don't know what the names of the good products are. This is why I'm asking the question. The cup, the cup, yeah. So the question I'm going to ask is: Have you seen like a decent uptick in in pricing of the younger guys? I haven't seen it recently, but I remember when McDavid Cup patch autos were, you know, seventy grand, and I think the last one did over a hundred and thirty. I don't have the numbers in front yeah, of me, but say, I, mean, yeah, I mean, significant uptick in his big. big yeah, stuff. I was about to say Tyler was super early on all this. I, I would just love to see some numbers. I might check some stuff out later this week just to see what the uptick has been like because it's definitely there. I could tell. Yeah, I think the really really good stuff like throughout cards is really up, but I'm not sure the mid end stuff is quite as high. I don't think you've seen quite the jump on that. I think it's the really, 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 really good stuff, just like NT football, right? Mario Lemieux base OPC PSA nine. Like this stuff is still up though. Like this months. is still like steadily rising. I check all the time. Yeah, twenty twenty. Prism twenty twenty Prism Mega. Yeah, Prism Football Mega is like, still going up, Sorry. and that's not necessarily high end. I would say. Yeah, that's fair. I just mean like McDavid's mid tier autos aren't like. Five thousand dollars, right. right? Like and like, like holding. You mean? Mi- yeah, I mean, like they're still pretty strong. I mean, like McDavid. I guess that's not exactly true because I mean, McDavid autos. Like you could you used to be able to buy them for you know one seventy five to three hundred bucks, and you get a McDavid auto for three hundred bucks now. It would be a pretty good deal. I don't think there's too many available. I mean, I I search once a week for McDavid autos, and there's not a ton of them in that price range. Mm-hmm. There's not much you're finding out there. I think that's high. I think my national, uh, I got to get a Wayne Gretzky. I yeah, get Patrick Roth, man. Loved him and growing Patrick up. Roth, um, let's get into, let's get yeah, into Facebook questions. I know, Jason, we had a decent amount of them. So if you guys have not submitted, feel free to check out the Card Talk Facebook group. That's where we uh, we take questions every week from. So first one is from Neam. It says, now that Mbappe is staying at PSG, does that hurt his cards? I don't think so. Personally, no, I don't think so. Um, in the media, more long term, no, I, personally, I don't think so because I think it's good for his trajectory. Um, I think he's got a shot with PSG, but I think the World Cup at the end of this year, if France flounders, that hurts his cards more, in my opinion. And his cards are have been down, so I don't think this is impacting it too much going down. I think outside of Real Madrid supporters. So, Ty, what about what about Holland's cards then? Going to Man City help or hurt his cards? Because if he's, you know, you, we've helped talked immensely, in my opinion. I think he's going to be the face of the Premier League. Yeah, but now he did. I, that's why there's just I don't think you can beat the marketing of the Premier League. He's man, playing with Manchester City, one of the biggest clubs in the world. He's surrounded by arguably the best players in the world. Like that team is loaded and stacked, and they're hop skipping a jump from America and New York City and they are coming off I think they've won four of five Prem Leagues they're going to be in the Champions League no matter what going down the stretch he'll probably back something like 40 goals next year like it is all signs good for Holland cards going to the Premier League in my opinion yeah Holland that was a good follow but Holland I think it's very good Ty, rapid fire cards. five years from now would you rather have Mbappe or Holland cards cards Mbappe. Okay. Mbappe. Mbappe. Yeah, Mbappe. Again, five years from now, I think you could have two World Cups. 
NB28. Donald Shaver says, with 2021 select football not being released until July, what are your guys' thoughts on 2020 select football hobby the question. best product to have? To have short term and long term. First, the 2020 draft class is stacked, but you also have XRCs of the 2021 draft class. So many young QBs, plus all the wide receivers. Love the show. Born in the great state of Ohio. We got to go to Ohio, though. Can we lock that in? I'm only, <laughs> I'm down to go to an Ohio State game with Ryan, and that's it. Lou, you want to go to Ohio State, Michigan? We'll stream it live. I'll buy the tickets. We'll go. I'm, only, <laughs> I'm down to go to an Ohio State game with Ryan, and that's it. I would love to do that. I'm not really a Michigan fan, but I would love to do that. Yes, yes is the answer because 2020, like you said, XRCs are in there. So XRCs, for those that are not aware, they're like redemptions for draft picks for the following draft class. So in 2020, if you get a QB1, it would be the first quarterback taken in the next draft, which would happen to be Trevor Lawrence. The only exception to that is those redemptions expire, right? So short term and long term is a different conversation because redemptions that expire might not have any value if Panini's not going to offer them. Should Fanatics take over? Should Fanatics acquire? Wire Panini, right? You're not guaranteed that those redemptions would be valid still. They have an expiration date, typically three years out, I believe. Um, so in the short term, definitely, right? Because the potential is there for Burrow, Herbert, Tua, Hertz, Love, etc. Um, plus, like you said, wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, um, among others. 2021 select not being out. It's going to have a good draft class, right? Five QBs, Mac, uh, uh Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Trevor, etc. Uh, Trey, who, do I, who am I missing? Zach, Mac, Trey Lance, Fields, and Lawrence. Yeah, there Trey it is. Lance, Zach. Yeah, Mac. Davis Mills would be six. Um, but yeah, the XRCs for that aren't going to be as desirable considering they're the next draft class, and the next draft class is not very good. Kenny Pickett was the only first round quarterback. I don't think Malik Willis went till the third. Coral. A lot of those guys are later, so they're. I don't anticipate them being as desired. Real quick. Yep. Justin Thomas at the PGA this weekend. I did not see who won. Couldn't have had any less juice for that. And I was like locked in on that waiting for my flight. Oh, it was sick. I watched when Spieth, McElroy, and Tiger were paired mm-hmm. together. That's what Justin I saw. Justin Thomas started the day on Sunday. Seven back of the lead. Tied the largest comeback in PGA Championship history. He won? Won in the playoff over Zalatoris, his second PJ championship. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, it was sick. Zalatoris lost? No, the other guy, the other one was even worse. They got double booked on 18 to get out of the playoff. He was winning and was out of the playoff. This dude on the corn was a corn fairy player, Mito Pereira, playing great all week. Bro, up one goes to the 18th hole. Goes up one on the 18th hole. Bogey puts him in the playoff, steps to the tee and goes, Slice right drink. Oh. Double bogey out of it. Didn't even come in second. All time choke. Came in third. All time choke job. Like, Brutal choke like, job. Why is he going driver? Why is he going driver? Why is he just taking the three wood into the fairway? Just get it. Just par the hole and get out of there. Oh, dude, man, that sucks. A par on an 18th hole to win a major. It's tough scenes. He said he, said he just lost it. His nerves just, he forgot everything. Yeah, he collapsed. Matt says, this is more for Lou. I know Ryan and Ty both know F1, but Lou seems like the F1 god. Wow. But with, the, but with rated ribs pulling the ultimate 101 pappy hammy variation, do you see the price of the 2021 Sapphire dropping? And is it still a good buy to hold long term? Just wanting to see your guys' thoughts. Yeah, I don't think it has that much of an impact on the pricing. Um, there's 
tons of rookies. There's a ton of one-of-ones still to be had. I think you can make an argument that Charles is one-of-one or Max is one-of-one. We'll sell for a lot of money as well. Excuse Zipper in the background. Um, big, big fan long-term. I would still be buying Sapphire right now if I had the money to spend on it. Yeah, I think Sapphire is such a breaker product, right? The All the different parallels. There's plenty of other one-on-ones. Even the cars. I mean, the less desired cards are still going to do well. You got golds. There's just there's plenty of color in there. I, I expect Sapphire to do really well. It definitely hurts when like the big card like that gets pulled, but there's still... You know, but so there's many so many. There's the yeah. yeah. In 2021, they have the variations. That, 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 that like there's plenty of stuff available. Um, yeah, like I would love to know like what the what the Mick one of one is going to sell. Like all that stuff is still super desirable, and people are looking for that stuff. So I think I need to rip some of that. Dan Slade says, "What is your guys' definition of trade value? What you want for the card?" I think some people would say that current market value doesn't necessarily apply to trade value. I think that's right, but there's still, you still have to get the same ballpark. So I always consider them very similar. Yeah, I would agree. That's the right way to put it. Jared Neal says, I would love to see fanatics have on the back of card, the type of parallel and tiny print. Don't see why it would hurt. What do you guys think? What is your guys? No. We did that already. That's before. Yeah, that's a good point, honestly, because I know sometimes for me, I'm like trying to figure out what a card is, and it's like, all right, I got to go online, I got to yeah, figure out the checklist. Yeah, especially because Tops has that real, real, real tiny-ass print where it's like, hey, if the last three numbers are different, it's a variation. If right. If it's like four numbers, it's this. It's like... Making it a little bit easier wouldn't hurt anybody, Yeah, like trying to be the most difficult thing in the world to figure out if you have a variation or not. I mean, that seems ludicrous. Are we talking like the way like Panini just puts prism on everything? Yeah, like something like that. Instead of prism, you just put like hyper or like right over here. Like right, right over here. Put something. You know what I mean? Yeah. SP image variation color swap. Like it, it can't be that hard. Or give me like a little QR code so I can look it up and see what it is. Like anything is fine. Yeah. Agreed. All right, David says, given that we are in a recession and several asset bubbles have already burst, how is that impacting Ryan's business? And what are the plays? collectors should be making during a downturn like this ryan didn't drop the card as the hashtag that's facts facts yeah so uh first off we haven't talked about this a lot on here um it's definitely very very interesting to see because you know i did not go to dallas last weekend but uh from every single person i talked to and everything i saw on instagram this might have been the best dallas card show since like pre-burst right pre-psa closing down um it looked like there was some action but it, it really makes you wonder like i i have the same thoughts right like i think the national will be really good because again just of the size of it but to see dallas that good right like i saw a post the other day by yahoo finance talks about where inflation is and isn't the number one thing on there right like it goes through the list like Four of the top five things are all things required to get to the Dallas card show for me. Flights, gas, hotels, like everything's up 20, 30, 40, 50%. It's crazy, bro. So it's so interesting to see so many people there, right? Dallas is the second best card show in the country. That show is amazing. Outside of the national, it is so well run. It's so well attended. I love the Dallas card show, but it's definitely interesting. Like hobby box sales, I'll just be straight up like they're down for sure. They're not nearly as high. Um, 
So yeah, it's, I mean, we still get tons of foot traffic. Um, I think people are definitely being smarter with their money. I don't think you have people throwing out as many like, hey, I'm just going to buy a thousand on this, thousand on this, right? That's just, you know, not, but that's been going on for a while. Um, But I think the recession definitely has an impact on your everyday card collector. I think the people that are like, there's a lot of people going to Dallas. I don't know if those are your everyday card collector. I think those are your your day traders, your guys that are in it, invested in it, have made sports cards their, their living, their passion, like, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm not sure it's, it's 100% everyday collector. And I think that is going to be important in cards because if you don't have a collector at the end of it, you're just passing around assets until somebody loses a bag. And that's... A risky game. I agree. I think that um, on the Dallas card show being the hottest it's ever been, I don't want to be like negative, the negative guy here. I think if you talk to a lot of finance guys, there's a lot of people in 2008 who were having some heavy spending when the signs are already there in front of them. Um, so I would recommend everyone be smart and be safe with their money. That's what I would say. I've talked about this a lot on IG before, right? And I think this is an important time that like, if you never take a win off of the table in cards, you never really made anything at all, right? So if you get a bunch of cards that are for a thousand and you sell them all for five thousand, but you take all of those cards that you got five thousand for and you just buy more sports cards, well, when the market goes to zero, you didn't actually do it. You didn't actually make any money. You just acquired more sports cards. So the important thing is, is like as this happens, as you're flipping cards, as you're growing taking some of that, that those, you know, I call it wins off the table, taking some of those off there and putting that money aside for when they, they are not worth infinite amounts of money. That's important, right? Like if everybody's cards went to zero, some people would be in really bad situations because we've not done anything to prepare ourselves for the card market, not going up in perpetuity. Like it's just, that's just the way the world work. It, a market doesn't go up forever. This is true. But I I would say that we've seen, um, like we, just before the show, pretty much we mentioned Wise Cream Abdul Jabbar hot and on fire, and I think those are the those are the re- like people are just cycling into. You're seeing it in vintage baseball, PSA ones, PSA twos coming off the board, hot, and I think it's people cycling into some more less volatile pieces. I do think the national will be a big show. I think you're going to have. Again, the summer, just from some of that, you know, this week's actually three years we've been open in a card store. And over those three years, like June and July have typically been slower months, right? May, June, July, like as kids get out of school, people travel, right? I, I They're typically slower months. Um, so it's not like out of the realm of possibility that these are slower months to begin with. But I think the national could really um, be a nice uh like leap forward going into the NFL season, getting ready for basketball. Um, so I, I'm optimistic about the national, but yeah, I definitely think cards are in an odd spot right now. Last question. Antoine says back in 2019, Lamar Jackson set the NFL on fire. And this made people compare him to Michael Vick. I collect both players. And with Lamar's performance, Vick's cards saw a big bump going into the fall of 2020. Will we see the same bump to Kareem's cards when LeBron breaks his scoring record? Thanks, guys. I don't think those two things coincide. I think I get what Antoine's saying. It's like because people got excited about Lamar 
it reminded people of Michael Vick. I can kind of sort of see that. I think it's an but like didn't everything kind of right exactly. I think that I think it's more of that. But it's an interesting angle to consider, right? Like as as records are broken, these people, especially all time records like that, these people get a little bit more shine and makes people remember them a little bit. But I think it's a little too much of a stretch for me. Yeah, I like that. I just think a lot of things. I mean, Randy Moss, you could say Jerry Rice. Like there was just a lot of. Yeah, I just don't think when like Justin Jefferson has like the most yards in yeah. a breaks the, the rookie record. Three, yeah, the three year career and like Larry Fitzgerald second all time on that list or whoever's second all time or like, dang that Larry Fitzgerald guy. I'm gonna, like I just don't see that as much. Um, I understand the LeBron scoring record. That's that's a much bigger deal than Justin Jefferson's. What you know what fake record? Um, but yeah, I'm just not sure. Like somebody moves down the scoring list and we're like, I should go buy their cards. I don't know. It's everybody's got their opinion. I, I I respect the take, but to me, I would say I don't think it has like I just don't think there's enough of a bump where you're like, man, LeBron passing Kareem really set Kareem cards on fire. I just don't think you'll be able. To, I just don't think the the bump would be as you know. I don't I don't think it's there. So, all right, let's get into play of the week. Play of the week. Play of the week. Play, 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 play of the week. Can I read some play of the week stuff this week? I never yes, exactly, read. because Jay said, sorry for all the long descriptions this week. All right, I'm down to read. I'll be a reader this week. I'll embarrass myself. So. I also have a very, very, very unfortunate video of myself um, in a batting cage of Vcon. I think we should probably share with people. It's With the a, left, right? It's not a great video. Lefty. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. You weren't getting the hips through. That's kind of ironic that, you know, we call Lou Lefty there, considering my guy didn't even know who Lefty Mm. was. Mm. Slade, Slade, Slady, Slady85 cards from Mike. Uh, Here's my submission for play of the week. When Marvel PMG started going crazy, I started to look into alternative Marvel cards that I thought could have future value. I stumbled across Upper Deck Exquisite Marvel with how... Big Exquisite is in the sports world. I knew that the brand mm. has potential for Marvel, so I mm. added it to my save searches. One day, I noticed a Spider-Man out of 125 popped up for $30 bin and free shipping. With Spider-Man being arguably the most popular character, I knew this seemed cheap. I quickly comped it and found sales from $200 to $675 raw. I instantly smashed the bin. Once I received that, I listed it on eBay for $799. OBO. I ended up accepting an offer for five fifty less than twenty four hours after receiving the card. One thing I learned is there's a lot of value in understanding a product, player, and character. It allows you to get into some quick deals without hesitation. Thanks for the content. Thanks for the great content. Hashtag not from Ohio. Love that. How how did we get this for thirty dollars? I don't understand how these things happen. I think it's a brilliant play. Spider Man is OG. Obviously, we had a lot of Marvel chatter. I mean, Marvel, when I think about Marvel PMGs, I'm just like, what have I been doing with my life? Um, Slad 85 cards is what it was. I want to give a little love there. Uh, yeah, great play. I think play. it's Slady, I, right? No, Slady 5? Slad. Slady 5? Slady 5? Yeah, Slady 5. Yeah, Slady 5 cards. Slady? But it's like 85. It's, I just don't think it's Slad 85. So that you seems, think he's saying, that seems like saying call, 80, he's saying that's, that's a, Slady? That's a, that's a stretch. Slady 5? I think it's all one, yeah. I think it's. I think it would be Slat underscore 85 cards if that's what it was. But maybe get a little IG poll going? Yeah, um, maybe his nickname was Slady 5, and he wore 85 when he played sports. Maybe his last name's 
Slad and he's Sladdy five. All right. Um, I love the play. That I mean, just adjacent adjacent plays are everything. And when I saw this, I was like, yeah, I got to go buy that Messier Brian Leach card because it feels like it's gonna be a big one. All right, next one, Jay. I just sent you guys that that video to watch while I read this next one. Um, from Esteban Cards, submission for Player of the Week. I was at a local card show and I noticed a raw Bowman first Andy Page's true orange refractor auto of 25. The dealer was asking 800. I noticed there was no raw comps, but that a PSA 10 recently did 3.9K on alt. I figured a raw could not be that low and ended up offering 650, which he accepted. I posted it on Twitter and immediately got offers for 1.5K. Uh, the card was pretty clean, so I passed it on. I passed on the offers and decided to send it to PSA. A few weeks later, it came back and received the Gem Mint 10. We love to see that. Uh, ended up selling it for 4K through Twitter after PayPal fees and grading fees. Ended up with a 3K profit. Don't sleep on baseball. Facts, Fire. Esteban. Man said, L- Jemmy. Jemmy. Little Jemmy play. Little Jemmy <laughs> for the boys. <laughs> Jemmy. That was fire. That's a great play. Big fan. Love checking on alt. I think something that's low-key about cards right now, I'm not sure if we discussed it. I think we have a little bit. There's so many avenues now for sales, and there's not a lot of aggregation of that information. For sure. It's PWCC. For it's alt. Sure. It's eBay. It's Mercari. We've talked about it's Twitter. It's Instagram. We've talked about this before in terms of like what will be the staple for card comps going forward. Right? You've got card ladder, alt, eBay, PWCC, Golden, you know, there's all these different apps on there. Then you go to card shows, you've got whatnot, you've got card shops, like you've got all these different places, Twitter, Instagram, like you've got all these different places selling cards. So what are we doing? Everybody's comping eBay, but there's major cards selling on Golden, PWCC, Mm -hmm. all like there's cards everywhere. Fucking Costco has cards for sale on their website now. It's like, Mm -hmm. what are we using to actually comp cards? So I think it leads to really good opportunity because you can't check every single page every single day, five times a day. Like there's just, it's a lot of work. So I think that leads to a lot of opportunity if you really know what you're doing. That is exactly right. I think a lazier person would have checked eBay once and maybe seen something that was either way too high or way too low. And that affects how you go into the offer and that hurts your chance to get the card potentially. Excellent job by Esteban. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Cornfield collects. It says, I only collect football, and after seeing a yard sale with football cards listed in the item section of the Facebook post, I decided to go upon arrival. There w- wasn't much to speak of, but I continued to look in the bottom of the box. There were some cards in a bag labeled random. I opened it up and immediately found a GSP 101 Tops UFC auto and a Stone Cold Steve Austin match used mat, along with a gold Mike Trout Tops and a Michael Thomas PSA 10 and an Eli Manning card. I offered the guy 200 bucks and he gladly accepted. I knew I had something decent. The next day, I took them to my local LCS ever half... After having an offer for 500 for the GSP 101 by itself, I took 500 bucks plus a Joe Thomas auto. Some might say I was stupid for not making more off of this, but for me, I wanted to give back to the LCS. I can't think of a better place for my fiance and I to go every Saturday. They have made our lives better, and I'm just trying to do what I can to keep them going. I love it. That's the right way to approach it, too. It's like, love your spot, give back to your spot. I think it's a great find, too. Yeah, I love a GSP and a Stone Cold Steve Austin in a random box. Love that. Someone got 
buried by the family uh, the oh. family yard sale. Mom put him. Mom, yeah, mom put, or threw dad. out the old random, and son's gonna come home and say, "Hey, where's All that right. bag of random stuff I had?" Oh. Like, those are two sweet cards. Like the one of one GSP. Tough. Tough. Steve. <laughs> One of to throw away basically throw away a 101 GSP auto is a tough a tough sell for that person who found out that their card is gone. This one says coming for the Ohioans. Thank you guys for everything. My play is a mix of card show hustle and a regrade of the goat. I love going to shows looking for dealers willing to make deals. And at a local show in Tampa, I was able to buy up a few less desirable Brady rookies at about 70% of current comps. That was the first move. See the picture for the cards. At the same show, I ran across a 2004 Fleer Tradition Crystal Brady number to 150. It was a PSA 6, and he was asking 175. Only comp at the time was $500 raw. The card seemed really nice to get a 6. Of course, PSA is much better at grading cards than me, but I had a, cha- I had a chance it. I offered the guy 125 for the card, and he accepted. I cracked the slab, looked it over, and I even was more convinced it was undergraded. So I sent it to SGC on a 10-day sub, Two weeks later, my Brady came back with his tux as an SGC 8. Pumped. Now I had to price it. Comps were listed Comps were listed cards only. There was two BGS 9s listed for 5200 and for 3800 So I priced mine at 2 k This past weekend, I flew to Dallas for the card show and put it in my showcase. Pro tip for dealers. Take a picture of your showcases and post them in your card Facebook groups. Mm. Now you are selling in multiple places at the same time. Friday evening, I got a DM on Facebook asking about my Brady cards. Four rookies and the one crystal with a total sticker price of $3,100. Remember the four rookies I had bought for a total of $77 previously, and the Brady crystal I was in for about $175 total purchase and regrade. The guy asked me how much, and I told him to make me an offer. He said $2,800, which I quickly replied with, if you can cover PayPal fees, we got a deal. Five minutes later, I had $2,800 in my PayPal account for a total profit of $1,830 after expenses. I love this. Um, I would quickly say that this is Champa Bay cards. I just looked in our DMs. Champa Bay underscore cards. Shout out to you, Jimmy. Appreciate you, Champa Bay. Not to be confused um, with Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm a different one. Um, I love this play. I love that little tip about the Facebook. I don't hate that as an idea going forward. I might start doing that as well. Yeah, throw it in like the IG story. Yeah, it doesn't hurt, right? Yep. As long as you have time to answer DMs. Yes, exactly. exactly. Right. Yep. I mean, Heck you got play. Yeah. There's some interesting little Bra- like Brady stuff floating around, huh? Yeah, Brady seems like a safe guy. I agree. He might be like the safest yeah. guy in football. To buy. Se- seven titles is. A lot, yeah, you can't a lot of up. titles. You're not you're not taking those away from old touchdown Tom. I agree. Well, you might. How many does Mahomes have? Super Bowl trips, one, uh, two Super Bowl trips, right? He has a regular season MVP. He has a Super Bowl win, a Super Bowl MVP, and a Super Bowl loss. And Brady's got seven Super Bowl wins. Correct. Five and the one that matters the most is beating Mahomes. So that when Mahomes wins that, a bunch, when a bunch more, when 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 Mahomes wins a bunch more, he's gonna say, "Well, he didn't beat touchdown Tom." So, in his first year in Tampa, too, wild. Actually, I wasn't thinking. All right, next one, Jay Lou, you want to go? Okay, yeah. Uh, Kevin, I, I think it says real Kev. Why I can't, I don't know how to say that, but yeah, Kevin. Uh, on April thirtieth, I had come across a lot of sixty-eight Real Madrid cards on eBay with the title "Hidden Gems Real Madrid Massive Lot." 
Yeah, I rock. Okay. Uh, the interesting thing about this lot is that it included a one-of-one one autograph of uh, Karim Benzema. Is that how you say his last name? Uh, Karim and, uh, Benzema. One of the best okay, and then how do you say the last? How do you say the other one? Luis Andrew, Figo. That one. Obsidian red autograph of five. But there are also a number. There were also some other low-key cards in the lot, including five. Takahiro Nakahiro Nakai. Yep. Top's first edition Starball parallels that had been selling around $50 each. Uh, the lot also included a black parallel, parallel Naki first edition, which Nakai, which is numbered out of 10, but not listed in the auction description and was on the second page of pictures. I used my knowledge of the market on the Nakai's and other players to pull the trigger on purchasing the auction on May 1st for 5 40 13. Uh, okay. The day I received the cards in the mail, Real Madrid had, be- had just beaten Chelsea in the Champions League, claiming a spot in the final and helping to boost the potential of the lot. I ended up trading the Luis to a friend for a Kai Havertz gold frame card from Frutera and some other PC cards. These The names of these are killing me. Uh, Shout I- out to <laughs> you did good on Kai Havertz. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I listed the rest on eBay and as... As of today, have sold fourteen hundred worth of the cards and still have access. Still have nearly half the cards to sell, including the Benzema autograph, one of one, the Nakai Black of ten, and ended up paying for the entire lot itself, selling for a shocking six eighty. All in all, I received a super nice PC card and made a really nice profit and added inventory to my store in preparation of the of Real potentially winning the Champions League. Thank you for your consideration. That was a that was a war for me to get through that. Just so we're clear, that was a battle. Just to be clear, uh, whoever listed that Real Madrid lot, that's an all-time mistake. How do you not put names? Uh, I mean, how do you list $680 cards in a lot in bulk pictures on bedsheets? <laughs> I mean, that's an all-time, like, no. You have $1,000 cards, brother. We got to get a scanner. $680 cards on a bedsheet is Listen, very funny. <laughs> some people just are like... And he even said hidden gems. Like, he literally was like, I'm going to hide this. He was from, very clear about that. Not it auto, was, yeah. not out of 10, not nobody's Man's name. just, just said, there's He put a, a soccer ball emoji gems. and a white circle emoji in the title over out of 10. He put an exclamation. So we have an exclamation, a soccer ball, and a white circle instead of auto, out of 10, graded, one to one. Speaking of, yeah, let's finish this first. And I want to talk about how many people came up to me this week with soccer team recommendations for me, it was insane. Did you pick one? Um, I'm close. Okay. So we'll make that live on, we'll make that announcement live on car talk. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll do a decision style. Okay. Like LeBron, deci- LeBron decision day or like NFL, like, like signing day for like LeBron a college recruit. decision, decision style. I think this is the winner. I think it's cornfield or I think it's the last one. Okay. Something I, I want to, I'm going to say it's Spider-Man is my play of the week. Um, and something that I want to address is that, Jay, I believe we need to do a far better job at showing proof of sale. Someone that won play of the week just won a card that sold for six grand. And we got people out here with hypotheticals, potentially. I'm not sure what info they're providing, but there's a lot of plays in here that I love. Truly love. We're we're starting to go a little bit off of hearsay on the flip side, and uh, I just want to clean that up. We need, we just need proof of PayPal something. Just need to tighten it up a little bit. In the DMs to Jay, it doesn't need to be on the show. 
That's why I'm going to go with this one because it's clean. It shows the sale. I think this is also a great play, a brilliant play. Yeah, I actually agree. Until we have receipts, I don't think it should count. Uh, that's to to be fair for 43 44 straight weeks we have not done that and to not give anybody We've, any heads up on that i think it would be unfair to the four or five people here to make that rule now considering we've not done that for the 43 winners previously we've addressed it i believe in the past but then we we fluctuate as long as it's verified i feel good about it i'm just going off the information presented I'm picking. I'm picking cornfield. I also have spoken to cornfield many times. I believe. Yeah, he tags you on your story every day about like Ohio winning play of the week. He tags you once a week on on that. Is he that tags, true? Yeah, he tags you, me, card talk, and I think Tyler. That's funny. I plays like the Ohio move. State theme song. Yeah. The Ohio State marching band. Yep. Like I love yeah, that yeah, move. Very. Just an all time move. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fantastic. I mean, to be to be honest, who'd you guys take? Who'd you guys take? I love again, right? I'm obviously involved in this. Like, this is a good play. So, I, regardless, if this was to me or any LCS, I would pick the Real Madrid sale. That's that's an all time lot. Who'd you like, pick, right? The the Real, Real Madrid. Madrid lot. Yeah, it wouldn't even be close. All right, I'm on the Real Madrid lot. If, if you're saying there's proof there, Jay, this is a very good play. This is this is an all time type lot. I like agree. to be able to buy six hundred eighty dollar cards on bed sheets. Like that's that's the winner. So th- this would be I my agree. I was going to pick Cornfield, but the Real Madrid lock came in at the end was really heavy. I, I can't believe the amount of people that were like, yo, you got to do Re- West Brom. Yo, Sunderland. Yo, like, it was unreal. Do you like, so let's do this since we're doing it live on air next week. Give us the top three schools, right? Give us your top three choices. Like we would have for like signing day. Top three. Who, who are we um, like, who's in contention? Are you prepared for that? I'm not prepared for that, but let me give me a second. Let me let me check. Let me read this DM that we got just to give you a little something and then then you can get into the top three if you're ready. Okay. I will Classic be. Classic Ryan I'm, with like a name the top seventeen teams you're interested yeah, in. Yeah, name your fourteen favorite teams in the Premier League. No this is from numbered to ninety nine on Instagram. No card talk play, but my two cents on Lou's new UK football team. Sunderland is a good option. Just got promoted back to the championship after a few years battling a bad downfall, which is documented on Netflix. It's a good watch, actually. They have potential to keep rising. I'm a West Ham United fan and would welcome Lou as a hammer anytime he wants. Also, we are on Tyler's United's tail and not far from that. It's completely incorrect. West Ham just had one of their best campaigns of all time. United just had one of their worst campaigns of all time, and they're on their tail. So... <laughs> Uh, please let me know what team he decides and I'll get a jersey out to him across the pond. Thank you, Ben. Ben, I hope some way you're able to keep your boy Declan Rice. That's hilarious. Okay, so I know what my top three I know what my top three is. My top three is number one, I think, is West Brom. I'm really hot on West Brom, and I had a couple people roll up on me, including Hitman. Shout out to Hitman Collects who came up to me this weekend, which I appreciated. Um I'm really into Sheffield. I think that like really fits my vibe very, very well. Chef is fire. And I also really like um, Nottingham. Nottingham has real legs to me, and I 
think that's like the American. It's owned by an American, I believe. There's Nottingham Forest. Nottingham kind of has a fire uh, logo. Should we go to a championship game? I would love to go to a. Ch- I would love to go to a big a big championship. I'm into it. Also, Brandon Aronson is about to make a transfer to Leeds United, which is the club that's owned by a USA kid. Leeds United is owned by the San Francisco 49ers crew. They have an American manager, and they just survived relegation by like a point. Wait, who is this? Brandon Aronson. What is the team? Leeds United. They're in the Prem. They're in the Prem. Okay. They're in the Prem, yeah. What about Swansea? American-born manager, Jesse Marsh. It's like okay. Ted Lasso a little bit. Okay. I will I will have a decision next week, and I will be buying merch and full sending. We need a hat. I need more than a hat. I might get three hats for next week to have in front of me. <laughs> like oh, a real be- decision day type vibe. National signing yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah, real quick. Uh, impeccable basketball is the big one this week. So impeccable will be, it's like, I think it's currently at three grand a box. Um, you got Mosaic Premier League Soccer is coming out. You've got Stadium Chrome, uh, Bundesliga, Stature, Hockey, Leaf Memories Basketball, Premier Prism, EPL Breakaway. Uh-huh. And that's it this week. So impeccable, a couple soccer. Speaking of Leaf, did you see that lawsuit finally came through? Yeah, they're going at CD Lamb card. Yeah, interesting. Peace and love. I love Jay. Bye. Peace. Bye. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.